Blog Talk Radio. Enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Your end time watchman. Bringing you light in a dark world. Where truth is rivaled with a lie. And the matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars. And upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud. With power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass. Then look up and lift up your heads. For your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days. So you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone. The prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy. So you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Hey, how y'all doing? Welcome to the Prophecy Zone. My name is Phil Armstrong and I'm going to be uh, on for about 30 minutes, maybe a little bit longer if I decide to expand um, the show. Um, God is uh, awesome. He is really awesome. Um, he has uh, answered prayers um, to the many of the Facebook prayer uh, groups that I belong to. Uh, he's just amazing. Um, but yesterday, uh, I think it was today or yesterday, I'm not sure. But anyway, Grant Jeffries went home to be with the Lord and. Uh, I like to send out to his family. Um, I, I like for us to pray for his family, and uh, and we are one day to meet the Lord in the air and meet back up with uh, Brother Grant in the near future, if you are found worthy. And uh, Luke twenty-one it tells us to be to to. Ask God that we be found worthy to escape. Uh, be found worthy means that um, we not necessarily had our ducks in order, but according to God's word, um, it was radiant in our in our lives. Uh, it talks about in uh, Revelations. Three, when he's talking to the church of Philadelphia, he says, you have kept my word. Uh, and that's basically it, how we are to um, live righteously before God. Now, I want to talk about that. <clears throat> and um, real quickly, I, I mean, I, I did it on my last show, but my last show was kind of uh, not the way I wanted, uh, you know, uh, and it's definitely not the way the Holy Spirit wanted it to be done. Um, and I, I kind of thought that myself. That, and I, and I'm not gonna go into it right now because I, 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 for time's sake, I wanted to just talk about um, how God is pulling people out right now to, to Himself. And um, 
he is pulling people out because, of course, it's the last days. But God has always been giving the gospel out for 2,000 years. <clears throat> and now it, it's about to be called to completion. In other words, the the finality of mankind ruling the earth will, is going to be over. And it says in uh, Peter that the day the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years is of a day. And Jesus will come and reign on earth for a thousand years. And that will be complete control from his part. But trust me, it will be awesome control because everybody will be <coughs> at, at, one, at the first point you know, 800 years, I guess, you know, everything's um, running wonderfully. And then all of a sudden, men decide they want to rebel against God. But technically, it's probably been developing within generations. Now, in the millennium period, we have to understand that even if it's a thousand years, there's still a few generations there. So... Not everybody going to have new bodies. Not everybody going to be translated into heaven and then had received new bodies uh, powerful enough not to completely sin. Um, and at that time, the Bible talks about a young, a person who dies at a hundred will be considered a, a babe. But anyway, um, now, for people who believe that uh, there is no rapture, you know, I'm not here to to bash you or anything like that. That's not what we're here for. But I do want to say some things that uh, it's been on my mind um, lately. That uh, and that is the righteousness of of <coughs> of the people who Abraham was calling out to the angel of the Lord. He said, there, "If there was, you know, fifty righteous, and he would go all the way down to ten. Uh, and he says, "No, I will not destroy it." And that's setting the basis for God's nature. Because remember, God was the same yesterday, today, forever. Now you say, well, why ain't God smoke, smoking th- these lands? He will. He'll get around to it. But see, the cross uh, is the centerpiece of God's grace. Looking forward in the Old Testament, looking at in the very first of the New and then looking backwards, of course, we have our life in Jesus, Christ Jesus. So, the righteousness of God was covered at the cross. And the Bible says our righteousness is a filthy rag. So when Abraham gave um, 
when he created an altar somewhere, he stopped and created an altar, and, and many of the prophets did this. The altar of God was in, in, in homage or in reverence or in all power and glory to that creator who created all things, but who was going to reconcile mankind to himself. Nailing sin to the cross, but we were able to enter in into that, that throne room of God to c- communicate with God. We didn't need a priest. We also didn't need any righteousness through the law, nothing like that. We just needed the righteousness that is coming from Christ through faith. So. When we look, I want to go to, I got, excuse me, just a little bit of cough. I'm trying to hurry up for my family to get home because I'm going to start doing my radio programs just in the garage on a piece of table. Right now I'm set up a studio, but by the time I get done with that studio, folks, Jesus when then came back and took his church out for you pre-tribbers. That's supposed to be, that's supposed to be something to make you laugh. Well, no, not not laugh because it's not going to happen, but just laugh because it's so joyful. But it's not yet kind of make me chuckle. You know, he's coming back soon. That's not why I'm chuckling. I'm just chuckling because it's kind of sarcastically funny. But I'm going to at the last show. I'm, I'm not. I'm not here to be sarcastic anymore. I mean, there's a lot of sarcasm that we can have. There's a lot of sarcasm, sarcasm probably in some of the some churches across the United States, you know, because I've been in churches where the preachers are making fun of, you know, individuals and speaking in code at, on the pulpit. And I'm like, who, who is he talking about now? Uh-oh, the girl sleeping with somebody? You know, you always kind of know that he's talking about somebody. And then, and I'm like, this is in the church. But if there are some, pre- there are some preachers who do that, and the Holy Spirit tells them to do it. It's called exposure. You've been exposed, <laughs> but he does it with love. I've seen that happen too. But uh, <clears throat> righteousness is a gift, of course, y'all know it's a gift from God. Of course, He did it on the cross. We can't, <clears throat> we, we can't be in the word righteousness. Right standing with God it means right standing. <clears throat> we can't get our right standing unless the Holy Spirit was going to give us that. That right standing, the Holy Spirit comes inside of us, and by faith we take on that right standing. And uh, the Bible says, "Put on the whole armor of God." So by faith, yeah, it's a weapon, but it's also one of the main parts of your salvation. Now, the now. The first thing John the Baptist said and the first thing Jesus said and many of the prophets said was to repent. That means to make a bow face and head towards God. And remember in James he says, Resist the devil he says, Submit to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee. Huh. Could that be a key? Could this be a key? To the standing with God, the walk with God, and the righteousness of God, submitting to God, 
completely consummated. And that's why a lot of Christians, what they say is, well, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been dealing with this one sin, and um, I, I, I'm having a hard time because I've been in this position before, where I was submitting to the sin, um, and I was submitting over and over again to the sin. But see, the more we read our Word of God, the Word, the, read the Word of God, and we place on our minds what God says and how God works and the character of God and the things of God and the power of God and what he's able capable of doing, then, I mean, the more we do that, the more we learn about God, the more we seek God's face, the more we... We we what's the word? The more we submit to God, the more we want to be to to seek God's face. The more we want to befriend God. The more we want to have Him as you know direct our lives. The more we stay in the love of God, which talked about in Jude. Um. Now you remember when. Hey, I'm going to put y'all on pause right quick. I'll be right back. Okay, I have no idea. (laughs) I have no idea if y'all can hear me or not. (laughs) But I'm going to keep going, and hopefully I don't rattle off. Um... Well, I kind of lost my train of thought, but now this is key to deciphering is if if we we have to really pay attention that that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But the only reason why God is not acting in an Old Testament way. It's because of Jesus Christ. But God himself has designated time that he will deal with sin and deal with wickedness and deal with Satan. And that time is coming very quickly. And when he deals with them, he's going to deal with them worse than the Old Testament way. (laughs) He's going to ultimately deal with him. Because remember Jesus said, if 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 he didn't interrupt, even the elect would not make it. For so all flesh will be destroyed. And we know about the neutron bomb. We know about the nuclear bomb. We know about all this. We know about, they probably got another bomb right now. It's probably even far more potent than those other bombs. So is this a show? Am I trying to say that there is, is a preacher rapture? Yeah. I'm trying to say, beyond a shadow of a doubt, um, that I don't know. <laughs> I'm about I'm about eighty. I'm not even wavering. I've never wavered on the issue of a preacher because I never saw a mid or post trip. I just never saw it. And I'm not speaking arrogantly. I'm just saying I have never seen it. Uh, another. Uh, 
way out of saying that, yeah, <clears throat> the blessed hope cannot be a blessed hope. That's a blessed escape. If we're going through the tribulation period, that's more than a blessed hope. That's that's like get me the heck out of here. There is no hope is clean. Hope is quiet. I hope I can win that lottery. Shouldn't be playing in the first place, but no, I'm joking. I hope I can win that lottery. I hope I hope I can get to come across some money one day. I hope my kids can grow up. Hope is never violent. Now there is times when somebody say, Yeah, I hope I can get out of jail right quick you know. I'm pretty sure there's some prisoners that I hope my hope is to get out of jail and go have a better life. But it's still always quiet. Now, when you got to get out the house of a burning house, it's mostly violent. Or if you're being raped, forgive me, women, for saying it this way, but if you're being raped, you're going to want to get out of that rape. If, 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 if your football team is down, yeah, you hope that they, you're going to – you're gonna score three touchdowns, but it's beyond hope. You what you're wishing for a miracle at that time. Same thing about the fire. Same thing about the person's being, you know, compromised. You're hoping. You're hoping, but it's not. It's a different type of hope. When you're looking for that blessed hope, here it's, it's more of, of a sense of a guard. You know, looking for. You know, he's standing on the top of the wall of the city, and he's looking for, he's not looking for an enemy. He's looking for the food, you know, to come in, or he's looking for the military to return back to base, or he's looking. You know, maybe they thought the military was killed, and the general, one of the major generals was killed, and they're hoping that he will come back, quietly hoping. Now, if you are in a tribulation period, you're going to be yelling, God, get me out of here. <laughs> I, so I, I, I can't tell you if that is a hope uh, or not um, or what. Right now, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a I'm a venture to uh, uh, extend the show for a minute for a little bit if it lets me. I'm extending to one hour. Might not go that far. If I see my family come, I'm gonna be like, okay, see y'all later. Uh, but I, I planned to. It only took me like three minutes to, to set this show up, and I and I've been doing it for like three years, and I've never done it that quick before in my life. So I guess I, I, I to be announced to be announced works pretty well. So I'm gonna have to go in there probably during the course of the show and change it to. Um, of course, the title that I'm, I'll come up with. <clears throat> but uh, now God saves his people, and and we know uh, that he's protects his people in battle. If you read the book of Judges, of course, every time <clears throat> God will save them out of battle, they will go back to doing the, in the book of Judges, say, and, and they continue to do what was whatever they felt like doing, in other words. And uh, he would save them from their, and this is through the whole New Testament, I mean Old Testament. He would save them from their battles, especially with Moses, and now all of a sudden they go right back to doing what they were doing before. And I guess you could say that was stagnant repentance, or probably no repentance at all, basically lighter. 
But when they were doing what they supposed to be doing, God saved them out of their uh, out of out of the trouble that they were in. Now there are some people who say, "Well, God is going to reserve reserve us, and He's going to protect us out of that." I think that's kind of a difficult. That's that, that's 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 stretching it. And and the reason why I say that's stretching it is because that's not going to happen, folks. That's not God preserving us in. Now He can do it, but it sounds. If you really think about it, it sounds a lot more ridiculous than him taking all of his people out at one time. Because remember, God made you. He made the DNA, the complicated DNA the doctors are still baffled about. He's curated the universe, and they're still discovering new, humongous galaxies. I had astronomy about a year ago, um, less than a year ago, but I had astronomy um, last semester that I was attending school, and I, I was just amazed at how people can sit in classrooms and, and, and bless their heart, how they cannot believe that there is a God or not even bring the, bring up the concept of God. And we know in Romans, it says that even looking upon the creation, they still don't believe. Is a law. It's saying to you, to them right now, you need to open your eyes. But what is unique about people? Today, they always give the give the reasoning of, well, Jesus can't come back because not everybody in the world has heard the gospel. Well, okay, well, you you're right. And what did it say about Revelations? The hundred forty four thousand Jews, the two witnesses, the angel flying through the sky. What did it say about? Uh, that in those individuals said they will preach the gospel and the multitudes will be saved. Many people will be saved. And they're not titled the church. So the righteousness of God is given to Christians who believe in Jesus Christ and who put, and the Bible tells us to daily, what does Jesus tell us? to to uh, pick up your cross daily and follow me. And that's a lifestyle. He's trying to tell us it's a lifestyle. It's a daily lifestyle. But another thing he told us to do is he talks to us about um, putting on the arm of God. Now, you know the soldier, the Roman soldier was decked out. He had the nice shoes that was that was uh, put there to protect the blood vessels. 
and got the girdle truth, which is to hook up the whole uniform together. <coughs> if it, when the girdle comes off, the whole thing falls apart, which is truth. The whole if truth fall. If truth is not placed placed correctly, it will the whole uniform will fall off. The, the belt, the belt of truth, it, it will fall off. Now the righteousness is right standing with God. And that too, that part was the blessed breastplate, which protect the heart. And it says in Proverbs, um, for us to guard our heart from out of it are the treasures of life, are the other other issues of life. Excuse me, the treasures too. Because <laughs> if you guard your heart, you're gonna know that that what's important. What did Jesus say? He said for us to uh, uh, seek treasures in in, in heaven. Uh, he told us not to seek treasures on earth. He told us to you can only serve one master. You can't you can't serve two. Now remember the first commandment: you should have no other gods. So, um, so for the people who have addictions. The closer you get to Jesus and stay in that realm. Now even even if I was if I was driving down the road and I was headed over to my auntie's house and say for instance there are tornadoes. Now in this case, the closer I get to her house isn't gonna do me any good unless I get to her basement. And we've seen the tornadoes over the last couple of um, months. We've seen tornadoes, and and uh, <clears throat> what we understand is that uh, these tornadoes made a lot of damage. So if you're heading heading uh, to your relative's house and you go and I'm sorry I was doing something right I was doing I can't walk and chew gum at the same time but if you headed to your relative's house and you go into their basement then you're safe now if they have a big basement you can roam around and you know and listen to the news and stuff like that but tornadoes are so strong they can pull that whole house up and you're sitting you're still in the basement huddled in the corner so at the time that God ruffles your feathers or sends something your way or the devil sends something your way or life just sends something your way, then you're going to have to rely on that basement. But it's human nature to stay cuddled up with your family or stay in an occupied place in that basement and cubby holes where the tornado is not going to get you. Well, life's the same way. You have to you remember Paul Peter was walking on the water. Somebody probably say, "Give scripture, give scripture." I'm going so fast. I can't. My mind is a terrible thing to waste. I got up. I, I took a nap, and right now I'm still in the fog. I'm just going. So we're gonna look him up later. But you know these. You know where it's at. You know it's in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I can't tell you exactly where it is, but Peter uh, uh, was asked. He asked the Lord, can I come walk on water? And I walk on water. He said, bid me to come. He says, come. He starts walking. And the minute he took his eyes off Jesus, he sunk. And I heard, no, I know y'all heard this before. 
But remember the basement? Folks, y'all can't get away from this. Y'all can't. We can't get away from this. We can't get away from this. It's impossible. You can't get away with the concept that, and I hate to use the concept, but you can't get away with, first of all, saying, okay, how do I forget God's righteousness? And then we're going to do something later on, which will let you know that, yeah, you have God's righteousness positional, position-wise. But Jesus said to the Pharisees, he says to the disciples, he says to the people around here, make sure that your your goodness, your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees. <laughs> So you require to walk, live holy, for I am holy, Jesus says. He says, live holy. So you're required to make sure through the power of the Holy Spirit, meaning God would be doing the work, because <coughs> the Holy Spirit lives in you. He's going to direct you. He's going to give you power. He's going to give you strength. And that's what the church is not telling people nowadays is that God will give us strength. Now, I got, I'm doing something right now, so I'm assuming a little muffle. Um, but there is a spiritual war, remember? There's a lot of stuff going around in the spiritual realm, folks, in these last days. Not just because kids are getting worse and families <laughs> are getting divorces and, and homosexuality and all this other stuff. Not, not because of abortion and all that. That's, 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 that's been in the works for a while. But I'm talking about there's increased demonic activity because they're setting up the New World Order. And I, even I know this that the assault on the family is getting worse. But I'm going to take a trip back for a second. And, and I'm, it's, it's going to be right off. It's going to be like I just left the building for a second. But I, I want to acknowledge this for a second. I was walking through Walmart. And this is how it has gotten. Now, I was walking past the ladies' section where they, you know, they sell the bras and stuff like that. But my mind was able to take a Photoshop of those merchandise because the lady on the package was so obvious. Of course, they say they sell these packages for the woman. And that is true. I mean, some of those packages are a woman who is half naked <laughs> and us males are supposed to walk right past that section. Now I'm, 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 this is going to tie into everything else. Is going back to the righteousness of God. What did he? What did? What did he say? Um, for us in Timothy, he says, "Flee youthful lust. Flee it. That means you don't go that direction in that store. You're not going to go down that aisle." Where the Playboy books at, or even where the magazines at, <laughs> and if you are going to go up on the magazine, you got to know exactly. Because I know exactly what magazine. I go to the mall, at the bookstore, the mall, Barnes and Noble. I know exactly what a what a messed up magazine is, so I won't go there. So, what I'm saying is, <laughs> getting back to the what I was talking about is, 
there is a positional righteousness or positional um, holiness where we, we take on the righteousness of God. We take on the, uh, uh, we start to walk in God's ways and he sees us as righteous in God's sight. And then there's a the positional righteousness. But he said our righteousness is a filthy rag. So we're not trying to walk our way to heaven, but we are being, the Bible says, be holy for I'm holy. Um, it says in Romans chapter 12, to offer yourself as a living sacrifice, <clears throat> holy. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go to that first. And I'm also going to start spitting out um, some scriptures before we have to go off the air. But this is is going to continue to be a Bible prophecy. But we're going to kind of talk about end time prophecy uh, on certain days of the week. And then we're going to talk about end time preparation. And then I, I want to say something to the people out there. Take a break right quick and before we get back to the lesson so we can finish it up. I believe in preparedness. And I, we might not have that much time to prepare. So me and my wife is probably in a position where we, we're going to start trying to get, get at least a couple of months of food supply. And the reason why is because it's not always about us. If I believe I'm pre-trib, I'm 100% pre-trib. I'm not going to shake. I'm not going to bend. I've already been down this road before. Um, but I believe in preparedness. I believe that we should be prepared. The Bible even talks to tell us tells us to be prepared. Um, and it and it tells us this, <laughs> so we can be prepared. And the Bible talks about being prepared. You know, as men, he says, I have not written to you because you have this and this, but you have overcome the world. Um, but in, <clears throat> in preparation for what's coming down the pike, even if you had a week to, and they stopped selling food at the grocery store, and the rapture happens at that moment. I mean, at least you feed, feed your family. And if if you're gone, at least your family has some food to eat. Because there's going to come a time, folks, when you're not going to be able to eat. And if you listen to this radio state program and you're not taking it seriously, um, of course, today I'm not trying to get you to take anything seriously because we're talking about righteousness right about right now. But um, going back to Romans chapter. 12. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And it's the will of God. <laughs> it's the perfect will of God. <laughs> Some people say, well, I want I want to know God's will for my life. Well, you can start off by reading the Bible. And and here here here's the here's here's the deal. <clears throat> if you're on a football team and you want to be a part of that football team and you're a superstar, first you need to know the basic rules of the game of the team. You need to meet the players. You need to you need to make a camaraderie. 
there's some players that come in and they fit perfectly well, and then there are other players who come in, they're superstars, and they kind of like think it's a me game, it's all about me, and um, they don't fit well at all. And eventually, even if they're making the touchdowns, eventually they they go away. But you must know that the basics, the the milk of the word, before you can go ahead and start eating meat, you must know uh, the, the 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 simple simplicity of God before he can use you for any other thing. See, some people don't have that thing down, which is the truth. And if the truth, it's like a counterfeit dollar bill. The FBI and the CIA, or the CIA, <laughs> but the FBI, they study the extra dollar bill so they can know a counterfeit. And there's a lot of Christians on Facebook who knows and the true Christians on Facebook, who they probably trying to try, try to shut down pretty soon, but the true Christians on Facebook, just like the true Christians on YouTube, true Christians in your normal city, who knows because they, they study the true dollar bill, they study the true Bible, the, the, they study the gospel, they have it down pat. It says in Galatians chapter one, do not preach another gospel. So when you're preaching another gospel. You're not saved. And some people think there's room for heresy. There's no room for heresy. So you have to have the basics now pat before you can advance towards anything else. And even advancing towards anything else can cause you death. You say, what do you mean? You, you don't, we don't advance? Look, if you're in a leadership position, I'm, and I'm not saying death, 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 dying death. I mean death where he's coming after you. And you're going to need all the support channels you can get. So you need to know the basics. <clears throat> so what I'm going to show you, talk about real quick before, this, before we have to go, is that uh, he talks about in Genesis, he asked, he talked about getting... Uh, Noah out. Abraham's talking to the angel of the Lord's talking about getting Noah out. And uh and folks, Jesus is saying yesterday, today, and forever. Despite uh, God is, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, despite our confusion, the Holy Spirit resides in every believer. So that means if this is a triune God, that means all three live inside of you. But mainly in the form of the Holy Spirit. So, Lot was delivered from Sodom and Gomorrah. And the two angels visited and they asked him, they said, um, he says, Peravenger, well, let me find it first because I, I don't want to just splout it out. But um, Lot was pulled out of the city. <coughs> and uh, let me see what Abraham intercedes. He says, uh, 
It says, and Abraham dare near and said, drew near and said, dare near. Where I get that from? Will thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Now, hang on there for a second. He's asking the question: Would that would you destroy the righteous with the wicked? I was watching, I wasn't watching it, but I just had the the, the TV on, the big screen on, and right behind me, they had a commercial for Touch. It's a, it a show called Touch, and it was like we. You know the commercials like we we're gonna we're not gonna destroy thirty six righteous people for the sake of the whole city or something like that for the city sake or you know they if oh no they said that if there was thirty six righteous people we would not destroy it and I was like thinking like man that that's that's kind of unique they even know about it um, but remember um, they were saying when Jesus was fitting to face um, the cross the 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 Sadducees and the Pharisees were saying one of them stood up and they said, um, you know, it's be- it's far better for one man to die than the whole city, and that was completely a big understatement because he died for the whole world. Um, so his righteousness prevailed, um, and uh, but only through acceptance. Only through total acceptance, uh, only through total. He says, I stand at the door and knock. In Revelations 3.20, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens up, I will come in and dine with him and him with me. Only with acceptance. It is an invitation. Because remember, he said that he bid, 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 bid his service to go out and find people who would participate in the banquet. So it's by it's by it's by uh, invitation only. So when you get Bill uh, Billy Graham or somebody like that, and poor Billy Graham, I hopefully he he he's okay now. But uh, when you get Billy Graham saying, you know, him and Robert Schuler said, "Oh, there's a wideness." Yes, there is a wideness. I believe that if you don't, you're consciously thinking of Jesus. Folks, in order to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart and your brain, he says, be you be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. You gotta have, you gotta have that. You gotta be conscious of a decision for Christ. And see, true repentance is a daily repentance. From the time you you claim you say you're born again, hopefully by faith you are born again. Because when we talked to Nicodemus, he said you must be born again. So I must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. Now he says, now let's go back. Now this is uh, Genesis eighteen twenty three. He says, and Abraham drew near. Now this is right after. Sarah laughed. Remember, the, the angels of the Lord came to Abraham and said, "At this time next year, your wife will have a child." And and all of a sudden, they got up and get ready to leave, and he, they were headed towards Sodom and Gomorrah to just, I guess, to destroy it the next day. And it says, "And Abraham drew near and said, this is when they got up and walked off, Would thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Pre-avenger, there be fifty righteous within the city. Would thou also destroy?" And not spare the place for the fifty righteous, and 
are therein. He says, that be far from thee to do after the manner to slay the righteous with the wicked. Now, remember Jesus is saying yesterday, today, and forever. Now, what did he say to the church of Philadelphia? I will keep you. Since you kept the word of my patience, I will keep you out of the time of temptation or testing, excuse me, not temptation, testing that's coming upon the whole earth. Now, keep in mind, testing can be the stock market collapse and there's no more food left. He says he'll keep us out of. Now, yeah, we do have some type of a, of an arrogant attitude that, hey, I don't have to prepare for this. Um, God's going to take me out, and I and I love it. You know, I'm sorry to say it. They said, well, wait a minute, you just talk about preparedness. Look, I believe, I, I, I think he's going to take us out completely before anything starts. But I do believe, just in case, we should prepare. My my stance is not going to change, and I'm I do change because I'm not God, but I I sort of stick with the same thing unless I can be swayed to change. And it has it's, it's, it's nobody has even gave me I have never even moved a little bit on on pre trip pre trip never. I've moved away from people who believe, but most of the time I can I I had. Two hosts that were post trails on on the prophecies on network when I first when I was doing the network, and uh, they were both posts and, and I think they're both posts. I think one of them was kind of you know not so sure, but either mid or post. But um, yeah, so this is the righteous enough. Remember the righteousness of God. Now, somehow another lot and his family members must have believed in the righteousness of God. They, they believed that Abraham was right and correct, or there's a person coming in the future who will restore all things and 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 bring in a kingdom for himself. <clears throat> so they looked towards the snake, the the snake. On the cross, which represented God Himself being crucified, and He died on the cross for our sins and to give and to to free to free us from the bondages that entangle us and 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 those bondages that easily beset us, that we can run the race because this is a race, folks. This is a race. This is a war. This is a life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life, folks. This is a complete, all-out assault on the human race. And the only person that can set you free from masturbation, from pornography, from alcoholism, from drugs, and alcohol, is Jesus Christ. Or if you want to do those things and it's deep in your soul, ask God to help you. Ask him to transform your mind. Read his word daily. Transform your mind through his word. You got the Internet. Go on the Internet and find. Please, I, I, I can tell you some people to find because if you go find the wrong people, it's going to be the wrong doctor. But go to onestop.com. 
Go to blueletterbible.com. Uh, and also pray to God that he'll send you preachers that will. And go over. Find, find If you're married, go over. You know, go on lessons on marriage. If you got kids, go on messages on kids. If you if you have sexual addictions, go on messages on sexual addiction. Because remember, trash in, trash out. If you're listening, if you're looking, if you're if if you're not controlling what's coming into your mind right away, you've messed up. So right for right away, you should move yourself away from anything. So yeah, should you stop watching TV? Uh, uh, I'm not saying that. God says all things are lawful for me, but I wouldn't put myself in the position. So if you're gonna get, the, if you if you if you're on HBO and, and Cinemax, and you got all those channels, and you just channel surfing. Stop channel surfing for once. Don't channel surf. Turn it to channel two or channel four, whatever your basic channel is. Then, if you want to watch a movie on HBO, <laughs> you know. Go to the channel through the channel guide so you don't have to change it and find out what's on there on TV. Find out the ratings. What is it? Because first you're going to have to ask yourself, should I be watching these movies? And and should I put things in my sight? Now, I just went to see Avengers. And it was a good movie. I'm not going to say it wasn't, but I still believe that there are messages in that movie. So the more, the older I get, I'm 43 years old, folks, and the older I get, the less I watch movies. I barely watch any movies on TV, but that does not get me saved. What gets me saved is a relationship with Christ. But watching the right movies, man... If you if you if you care what what you're watching, care about what your family's watching. If you got these movies when a woman's cheating on a man, you watching especially some of these movies on BET. I mean, you got these movies about the hood and all this other stuff. You got to make that decision. You got to make that call. Is this good for me in my relationship with Christ? Should I be watching these movies? Or should I just continue to do what everybody else do? And that's another key. That what is everybody else doing? Uh, that that that's the that's folks. That's one of the biggest keys. Uh, that's one of the biggest keys. I just realized something. This show does not have a title. And I have no idea what, why I'm saying that right now, right, as I speak to you. But um, I was reprogramming, thinking, should I go on for another few minutes? Uh, I think I will, but I'll probably cut out early, a little bit earlier. But um, I, I just want to see people make it. Uh, and 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 that's 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 the basic reason why I'm here. Like that last show I did, yeah, it was full of me. You say, well, how could you tell that quick? <laughs> Trust me, I told I, I was I was able to see. Now, even in this show, I kind of see. But am I going to feather out and become a powerful puff? I think what's going on is God is saying, okay, this is what this is how you're going to approach it. 
Um, and this is how this is what you're gonna do, but you don't know that yet. This is what you're gonna. This is how you're gonna approach it. This is how you're gonna approach the preaching. This is how you're gonna do, because I I I I I sensed in the last show I was letting out more anger towards people. Now you're supposed to love people. Yeah, you, that's right, but. It came out the wrong way. It kind of came out sarcastic, and I apologize for anybody who's listening because I only had a few listeners, and that was good because I had to stop it before the, you know, because like this, a show like this, if you don't do a lot of shows, it's it, it's not going to uh, produce as much as the show. Some of the shows that I've done, where you know, it's it's a whole lot of people listening to that one show. Um. But we need to stay unspotted from the world. <clears throat> now, some people will say, well, it takes a long time. It takes many years to get this. Uh, it takes this, and it takes that. Yeah, it, it, for some people it does. But that's not God's fault. That's ours. God is not going to regulate how he's not a he's not a slave master, even though he's called we're called slaves. And I'm gonna get to that later, but he he's a different type of slave master. He 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 brings joy. He says my my yoke is easy, my burden is light. My peace I give to you. He gives us peace. He gives me peace. That's one of the main reasons. How the main reasons I know I'm saved. Because I have this great peace. And sometimes he takes that peace away when he's trying to tell me something. He says, let the peace of God rule you richly. Let the let the word of God radiate through you. Let it let it let it go in in and go inside of the mural and the bones and and scan those those areas that that are not right with God. Do you, I was going to say something. A lot of times I, I want to say something and I just stop myself. But he wants to. You, that word is to go in and like a sword and like and, and it goes in into the, the the motives of a man and pulls them out. And see, we 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 have to want God to do these things. The Bible says, examine yourself and make sure you are in the faith. Uh, I want to look up something right quick. <clears throat> Let me see if I can get to it. And once I see my family members coming down the street, I'll have my glasses on, but I'll probably be like, okay, see y'all later. <laughs> y'all think I'm kidding. I'm for real. I got my kids. They're not the baddest kids. They're good kids, but they just, I, I can't, you know, I can't do a program and the kids are coming in the house yelling and screaming because they're going to yell and scream when they come home. Look, Daddy, we got this. Look, look Daddy. Look what I got. Look what I But the Bible tells us that we need to, uh, Flee adultery. Flee adultery. Flee adultery. Adultery is anything that is to be worshipped. We are to 
we are to make sure God is top. Now, I went to work out this morning, <clears throat> and and I felt the presence of the Lord saying, just make sure you listen to Bob. Bob was a long time ago, back in, I don't know when Bob told me this, 98, 97, I don't know, between 97 and 98. 97, 2000, he told me, he says, uh, 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 Phil, um, uh, you know, lifting weights and uh, uh, the body, uh, God says uh, that that stuff is nothing compared to spiritual, uh, you know, workout. And that's why people read their Bible and stuff like that. I remember Bob saying that to this day, and I went to work out this morning, and I was, I was kind of like thinking of that. And I'm going to continue to work out because I need to get in shape, especially for the things that are coming. And I noticed that chronic fatigue comes when you're eating stuff that you had no business eating. And um, uh, these things happen um, where, you know, a brother would say something to you a long time ago and you would take that on, you know. But... Getting back to the Word of God, uh, real quick, actually, I'm going to take another turn. Uh, I'm going to go, and I would like to talk about, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just talk about the soon coming of Christ. And we've just seen that that Jesus is the same yesterday and today, and yeah, he dealt with us differently, and, and, and he's dealing with us differently because of the cross than he did for those who are in the Old Testament. Yeah, but eventually he's going to get to that part where he goes in and he and he takes on uh, wickedness and and destroys it. And uh, there's going to come a time where the Antichrist will be revealed. And people say, well, the Bible talks about a restrainer, restraining the Antichrist. What is the restrainer? <coughs> and it says, I hope I'm reading the right one. Let me see, let me sure, let me make sure, let me make sure. Now, who is the restrainer? The restrainer is the Holy Spirit working inside of the vehicles that the, that the, that God Himself is working in. But it's also the Holy Spirit restraining evil. Because remember what it said uh, in John. It talked about a. It talks about the Holy. He said, "I will send you a Comforter, and he will reprove man of sin. He will. He will. He will let man know of their sins." And to me, folks, that that is paving the way for who the Restrainer is. In other words, it's someone who is going to come on the earth and restrain evil. Oh, you know what? This Bible, my kids tore out the whole book of John. 
I can't believe this. And I and I and I got a, one NIV Bible. No, it's not NIV. It's uh, yes, yeah, NIV. Cause I don't. Oh, New King James. See, I don't. I deal with all King James Bibles, but I got one New King James. That's probably uh, that's probably all I go down. I call it going down. I apologize for some people that I you know offend because the gospel is going to offend. But um, um, let me see. I just want to read something and see if I can find it in this Bible because it's pretty. The word, the Holy Spirit is going to come um, after Jesus go to heaven, and and they're going to and the Holy Spirit is going to come down and work with individuals in a different way. But it's all the Holy Spirit is also to suppress evil on the earth. So I'm not even going to go into it because my other Bible's in the back, and, I, and I'm I'm dealing with, I'm dealing with time right now. And they also tore out this. The Thessalonians, so some part of Thessalonians is missing. Now, the restraining influence, who is restraining the Antichrist? The one who will enter the temple and and declare himself God. Um, he says, he says uh, now we beseech you, brothers, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or trouble, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, that as from us, as that the day of the Lord is at hand, that no one deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, which I, well, I ain't even going to say that, and that man of sin be revealed. So it has to be falling away first, which is already taking place, plus after the rapture it probably be, Falling away still, completely, and then it's going to be coming to Christ completely. So you have to read Revelations that there's going to be a multitude of people being saved. But anyway, it goes on to talk about the Antichrist who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye that when I was with you, I told you these things. And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity already worked. Only he who now let will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, who the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the workings of Satan. Now, uh, who's restraining him? Now, if you go back to Lot, and Lot say, Pure Avenger, if there's, you know, will you destroy the righteous with the wicked? He says, No, you know, Pure Avenger, I, you know, no, I'm not going to. He didn't say that. That was not the response, but. That that's what he was saying. No, I'm not going to destroy. He went all the way down to ten people, and he was saying, "No, I will not destroy the righteous with the wicked." So the vehicle that um, is taking the church out <coughs> will partially be angels, also helping out. I'm pretty sure they will be assisting in some of this, <coughs> but it's mostly the the spirit of God. So Jesus. Well, stand in the air with the power of God. Remember, he, with his mouth, created all things. And he's going to do the same thing 
Um, folks, we got to understand that God created everything with the breath of his mouth, with just saying a word. So if he's standing over the skies and he says, you know, church, come forth, and whatever your name is, Mary, come forth, uh, Mary, come up here, uh, John, come up here, you know, that's what you're getting. He's he's, he's doing it with his uh, his mouth. Now, I want to see if I can find this other scripture. And... Uh, I think it's Matthew. Let me see. No, um, I'm gonna I'm look at two scriptures and see if I can find it because I'm kind of. Um, okay, let me go to something else. It wasn't there. See, I want to read this to y'all. If I, if it's the same one, I'm gonna regret it because the minute I get off of here, it's gonna. It's going to come. Um, yeah, well, I, 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 I don't know exactly, but anyways, it's saying together, you know, it's talking about um, the righteous being um, taken out and and the the people on the earth do not take it to heart that the righteousness righteous should be taken away from the wrath that should come. But like I say, I'm not familiar with this Bible right here. And I, the other Bibles I have, I'm very I'm familiar, but they're in the back, so I'm not going to worry about it. But uh, the scriptures are saying that <coughs> that there is a righteous position in Christ, and there's a wicked position. Out of Christ, so it says in John, First John, he who has the Son has light. Uh, it says in the Gospel, he who has the Son has life, and he who does not have the Son does not have life. And it talks about. I'll put y'all on pause, right quick, uh, and then I hopefully I can come back and finish this show. I'll be back. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East, the mark of the beast, the European superstate, Russia, China, Syria, and more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible and be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Zone. This is Phil Armstrong, and I'm going to uh, talk a, a little bit about um, heaven and hell. Uh, 
Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on... Okay. I don't know what just happened there. I started talking to me in the room. Uh, but anyway, uh, hopefully there's no commercials on right now as I speak. But um, God bless everybody out there. Uh, I, I'm not going to go any further than this. But um, the Old Testament will live by the law. Um, but I noticed one thing about um, the Old Testament people, especially after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then, you know, during the Babylonian captivity and <laughs> during different types of other captivities, is that the people were remorseful for sinning against God. Now, see, the people back in the Old Testament did not have the Holy Spirit. They just, they had, that God came upon them or they had the priest. Now, we have the Holy Spirit. So we have to understand that God gives us the power to be set free uh, from the bondages of sin. And uh, remember when Jesus came down to earth and the first thing he did was stand up in the temple, temple and he said that, you know, this, this, this prophecy that I speak is because just become fulfilled in your sight. Now, what he was saying is that he said that I came to set the captives free. And he said that the ones that were in bondage, bondage to what? Bondage to the actual actions of sin. So if you're alcoholic, he's come to set the alcoholic free. So when, when I hear a lot of preachers preach, a lot of people, you know, singers on on these interviews, they say, "Well, well, God, you know, He's come to save the prostitute and the and the alcoholic." Um, yeah, technically, yeah, He did. He came to seek to save us from our sins. He actually came to break those bondages today. And uh, that's what I want to be talking about in the, in the future is how to get ready for the rapture because if you don't think that there no number one, if you don't think that there's a war on for your soul, then you got you already you already, if you don't think there's a devil, then 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 we we're already in trouble. And then if you don't think that there is a God or Jesus coming for his church, then then we are still we are big time in trouble. And then if you believe that there is a uh, rapture, but you know, one half in my lifetime, we got problems also. Because preparation will come as long as you know that there's a gang. I, I believe that there are teams that go in and blow out other teams in football, and this is squarely because they were prepared. They were prepared for the fight. They were prepared to to go. Uh, and war uh, to win a division or to win, you know, a playoff spot or or whatever. They were ready to wage war. And if you're not thinking that there is a war, how are you going to wage anything? 
And see, the righteous knows that. The righteous knows God's word. The righteous know. That is one thing that gets us righteous is the relationship with Christ. I don't believe that there's a righteousness without outside of the relationship, outside the salvation of Christ, of course, but outside the relationship with Christ. You're not saved by without a relationship. Somebody probably say, well, what are you talking about? You're not, you're not. You're not saved. You're not born again unless you're born again into the kingdom of God, therefore having a relationship with the maker of the universe. There's a lot of people out there who believe that they can sort of have a nonchalant relationship with Christ. I have a, um, I have a, um, well, we had one. We changed companies, but we, our landlord used to, or actually the manager used to live down the street. Now, her name was Wendy. Now, we had a relationship with Wendy, but it's casual. It's not all the time. We say, we say hi, we speak to her. We had a problem with a lady next door trying to kill me, or she was trying to, you know, she was kind of off, you know, off a rocker. I wouldn't even know she was, you know, demon-possessed. She's our next-door neighbor trying to kill me. And, she, yeah, she was, first, Wendy believed the next-door neighbor, and then she started to gradually come on our side, and then the, the, the lady started taking her vengeance on Wendy instead of us. So that's why I kind of like still think that she's demon possessed because she went from one vehicle to the next, one thing to mess with to the next. But she can just be just you know mentally crazy. I don't know. Um, but um, excuse me, I mean to use those words, but she's mentally. I use. I have to substitute crazy later. But um, so. Life, you're only given one life to live. And uh, that life needs to be in Christ Jesus in order for you to make it to heaven, in order for you to be declared righteous, and so you can be taken out of here at that time that Jesus is coming back for his people. Because, folks, he is coming back. I don't know if it's this year, next year, two years from here, three years from here. Like I said in past radio programs, three years come by really, really, really fast. So, just like uh, he said to the Church of Philadelphia, I'll keep you out of the time of testing. So how is he going to keep keep us out of the time of testing? Well, the same way is that he was saying that he who restrains will restrain until he's taken out of the way. So if you tie those two together, it's saying that the restrainer is gone and he will keep us out of the time of testing. So maybe some of these crazy Christians who believe in the actual preacher of rapture are right. So the righteousness of God is declared on the person who truly seeks God. The righteousness of God. That's why. That's why only eight people left out of uh, actually less than eight. Lot and his daughters and his wife looked back, turned into a pillar of salt. So we we have to look at God's righteousness as a gift, but God's righteousness as a, as a lifestyle. 
God's righteousness that's a salvation lifestyle we are to live for Christ on a daily basis that means Christ in us the hope of glory Christ in us Christ in us and this is how we will win even by our faith our faith is what wins against sin we have to believe what God said that he will take sins from us he will give us the strength and the power but we we need to go and read his word so we can get that power that we can learn the knowledge of God and how he works and how he works to get rid of that sin and how he works to translate us into to being like his son because if we don't learn this folks we're not going to make it so I, I don't have an outro <coughs> I apologize uh, but I, I'm going to go ahead and take a few minutes before uh, we go off the air and just talk about what I see happening um, there are some people going out saying that there's a chance uh, that martial law is going to come in the fall. Am I, am I, do I believe this? Yeah, I believe this, but not to the same uh, reasoning that I believe common element, because common element, Satan pulled the wool over our eyes, and if he can do it again, he's going to probably pull it over our eyes again and again until <laughs> Jesus decides he wants to take his people out. But eventually, God is going to pull the wool over Satan's eyes, and he's going to take the church out. Now, it looks like the uh, the Netanyahu administration just formed a unity government, or just did a partnership, uh, which uh, will entitle them to be able to go against Iran now. What did the Bible say? And I want y'all to think about this carefully because on the next show I'd like to address this, is that um, Syria is still going. And remember the hooks that are in the Russian confederacies uh, and the Russian uh, gogs. I believe believe myself that uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39 gives us clues that it is at the beginning of the tribulation period rather than the end. Because, I mean, people say, well, well, it, it takes seven months, seven years to burn the weapons. I mean, could it be so? Could I be so ignorant as to say, boom, there you go? I mean, how? I mean, what else? How else can you work that out? You say, well, he's overlapped into the millennium. That's not going to be no overlapping. If you got the New Jerusalem, and then you got Jesus being the light—I mean, uh, energy—we don't need no energy. Why would the? Trust me, we, there's no death in the millennium. Why? We don't need all that stuff. I mean, we don't need the the Russian weapons to to nasty, dirty weapons. Because remember, it takes seven months to bury the dead, and they they have to mark that area off because it's stink, it's stenched. Got a big stench. Now, how does that look like overlapping into? Now, keep in mind that seven months, seven months, 
Seven months to bury the dead. That's overlapping into the millennium. Nasty stink. Stinky. It's over. <laughs> it's overlapping into the millennium. It doesn't make any sense. It's seven years to burn the weapons. It's telling you just. It's it's saying it's what it's saying to me. Just in those two little bitty things, it's saying that we now have a peace agreement. Now it's seven years. And then you're going to be burning the weapons. And it has something to do with the longevity of the tribulation period. In other words, it might be in the in the covenant that they have to burn the weapons. They got the right to burn the weapons. They got the right to keep the weapons. It is not ours. Maybe the Antichrist gave it to them. So is Israel going to attack Iran? Now, it says, if you notice, in the first part of Ezekiel 38, 39, it says, and they come at, it says that the confederation come as a guard to them who they are with. So they're with Iran, so they're guarding, they're coming as a guard with Iran. So they're protecting Iran as they come down. It's like a bully going back to the school to beat another bully up. Yeah, I'm going to get my bigger brother. So they come as a guard to them who they are with, which is Iran is one of the people. So is Israel going to make a strike at Iran first? The answer to the question is I don't know. But I, I can say this. Watch Syria closely. Watch Syria closely because they're going to play a big part in it. And if if things work out the way it looks like it could, I mean, this thing can go on another year, but if things work out the way they could, I mean, hey, any, the sky's the limit for this fall or any time before that. Now, we're also affecting the time of off, the ninth of off. This is the time when Israel lost its temples. This is a time when Israel had his its worst time in history, so we have to watch that time period as well. It's gonna the next couple of months, folks. This May is almost over. With, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a telltale all. June, July, August, September, October, and God is coming back for people who is diligently seeking Him. He says, I wish that you were hot or cold in Revelations, that you were hot. Hot means you're full-blown, gone for Christ, going. Now, you might stop, you might stutter, you might do this, you might do that, you might even sin. But God knows those who belong to him. He knows. He knows everything. He knows the hair of back, very hair of your head. Everything's Everything's ready to go. <laughs> we don't need anything else to happen. With the rapture of the church. And for those post tribbers, we don't need anything to happen. We need the Antichrist to come out of nowhere. But I I believe that you will be happy, you're gonna be blessed, you're gonna be very joyful when you find out that you were wrong. Of course you're not gonna be able to enter in into the joy of having that blessed hope that is written in second Titus 2.13. You're not going to have that joy of saying, oh, man, I mean, I can't wait till the Lord help, because you're not going to have that, 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 that joy. But God wants to free us from the bondage. So we're going to be doing a show 
um, basically on being set free. Because we need the mind of God to set us free. We need the mind of God by reading his word. We need the mind of God by being in his will. And we need to ask ourselves, can we be placed in this will? And if we all if we we're placed in his will and, and we're seeking the mind of Christ and we're seeking his faith, then we need to stay out of the we need to actually want to cut off our right hand or, or, or left or you know, left foot or or gouge your eyes out and, and that's how much you're gonna want it. That's what Jesus said. He's not literally telling you, you know, if you love yourself, he's, I mean, he would say if you love your wife, Christ loves the church, but love you. And it also says in another scripture, love your Christ, uh, love your wife as you love your own body. So if you ain't going to guard your eyeballs out, you're not going to guard yours out either. So you got to be willing to want to say, okay, God, I'm willing to do anything to stop doing this. I'm willing to go. I just want you. Just need, you need a heart change. You need a heart transform. You need to see things God's way, or else you're going to continue to do this. You're going to continue to do that. You're going to continue to want to live in sin. You're going to want to continue to love. If you love the world, you've already got the problem already. That's the, basically the problem. That's the general big fat problem. If you love the world, now, now I'm not talking about for God so love the world, He gave His only begotten Son. I'm talking about we we should love the world that way. That God loves the world, but I'm talking about the love of the system, and the the system is crashing. The system is coming down. The system is the the values and the and the the worth, the self worth or the the, the self appointed worth of individuals in the society. It's the political system. It's the the religious thoughts of the system. It's the social thoughts. It's the how how the system thinks about the woman and how the system thinks about divorce and how the woman how the system thinks about how your child should be educated and how the system thinks about what you should be wearing and how the system thinks about how much fun you should be having. And how the system thinks that 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 the, the the object of this world is to get rich or die trying. It's those things that that the the the, the general makeup of the the spirit of the the world itself, the unsaved secular society, who doesn't give a darn about God. So he's saying, love not the world or the things in the world. Now, if you put, the first commandment was, do not have any other God before me. So it's easy to place something before God. So you have to deal with those issues. And that's how we're going to do it in these shows. And I'm giving you a lot of stuff. But you're going to have to deal with who's on first, who's on second. Remember that little skit back in the 50s? Uh, I think it was Laura Hardy. I forgot who it was. But who's on first? Albert Aberdeen Costello. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta figure out who's on first. Who's your, who's your daddy? Who, who's, who's your man? Who's your focus? Set your things, affections on things above, not on things below. Who's your daddy, brother? Who's your daddy, sister? Who's your daddy? Who, 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 who's in charge of you? Who, 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 where are your affections at? Is your affections on the world system? 
soap operas this you if you don't have any money get out of here you know i hate you wife or husband i want another i want a divorce type of system or the you know the crazy little teenager kids that just think the world of somebody else is doing crazy things selling drugs or he sells drugs he's he's cool Anyway, um, God bless y'all out there. I'm going to go ahead and take the show off the air for right now. Um, we don't have no uh, outro. We're going to get one. But God bless y'all. Have a wonderful day. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will be... Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in three, two... One, The Prophecy Zone, with your host, Phil Armstrong, your watchman on the wall, bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East, the Mark of the Beast. The European Superstate, Russia, China, Syria, and more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible, and be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Bless you all. Have a wonderful night.